1: It's 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. First up this hour, workers at all F&B outlets in Selangor will be required to wear face masks from the 1st of January. So we're getting into the whys and hows of it all. Uh, Now, from 1st of January onwards, it's going to be compulsory that workers at F&B outlets in Selangor wear face masks. This was most recently confirmed by the Selayang Municipal Council. um, And they said in a Facebook post that the ruling would apply to all... All food handlers and cooks, regardless of whether they work in restaurants or hawker centres, and that they would be fined um, to the tune of three hundred ringgit if they don't uh, follow the directive. It would also be a requirement for obtaining a business license for these food food and drink operators. So. And this isn't the first time that this has come up, in fact. Um, in fact, back in um, earlier on this month, according to Shalom Mayor, Dr. Norfuat Abdul Hamid, the decision was made in September during the Slango Executive Council meeting, and the aim was to ensure clean and safe preparation of food. So, the Slango government had made the decision on the advice of the Health Ministry, and the Shalam Mayor went on to say that City Council wouldn't hesitate to take stern action against anyone who doesn't comply with the face mask ruling. So, the this, um, I think, brings us to a, an interesting turn of events, right? Because we have uh, seen the progressive loosening of uh, COVID restrictions, which is when the face mask really became so uh, prominent in in all public spaces. Um, but now to be told that it might, uh, it is going to be compulsory, at least in Salango for F&B workers. On the one hand, this argument of it being about health and safety is something that's being lauded. But on the other, um, particularly on social media, a lot of people are divided over the announcement saying, um, you know, is it really necessary? Is it going to help when it comes to, um, you know, safety or hygiene or cleanliness in food outlets being maintained or are there other things perhaps that they should be focusing on so that's what we're going to try and understand um, essentially from the 1st of january face masks are going to be compulsory for all workers at f outlets we're asking you are you for this new ruling you can call 777-332-900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be joined by Dr. Sanjay Rampal, who is an epidemiologist from University of Malaya. So keep it here. BFM eighty nine point nine. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. It is 5.11. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. And we're talking about a new ruling that comes into effect on the 1st of January in Slango, all workers at FNB outlets will be required to wear a face mask for the purposes of hygiene and cleanliness. Uh, so we are going to talk about that and uh, talk about whether it's really necessary. Is it going to be helpful? Uh, do share your thoughts. Are you for this new ruling? You can call 77732900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now on the line is Dr. Sanjay Rampal, epidemiologist from University of Malaya. Dr. Sanjay Jay, good to have you with us. Good evening, Sharmila. Good to be here. So, what are your thoughts on this decision to make masks mandatory for food handlers in Slango?
0: Actually, I was very surprised oh, when this issue uh, just cropped up, right? So, I'm seriously unsure of the evidence base that is being used and I'm very, very unsure of the cost-benefit analysis that was used for such a move. Um... So, so I, I'm unsure of number one, what evidence was used. Number two, whether any consideration was given to the cost and the benefit of such a move and implementing such a move, and uh, and I think it's still early days uh, with with regards to this new uh, so-called SOP.
1: So speaking of actually the benefit, the rationale that's been given is to ensure uh, the clean and safe preparation of food as well as to ensure cleanliness at these eateries. How much would wearing a mask actually help with this?
0: So so I think what what you said just now is very important, clean and safe preparation of food, right? So when we think of clean and safe preparation of food, what are the hazards that we can encounter so one would think that hand hygiene would, would, would be the most important thing. And other than hand hygiene, uh, n- another important thing would be vaccination requirements for food handlers. So I think focusing on hand hygiene, focusing on compliance to vaccination requirement is, is a much more better uh, policy to put forward rather than to come up with this face mask. So the, the idea is face mask reduces droplets. So uh, droplets from either our nose, our mouth, so on and so forth, and the and the question is, what is the threat? What is the risk of disease from these droplets? What are what are we exactly worried about from these droplets, right? And and the other issue about these droplets is how infective are these droplets, and infective for what? Um, so uh, the food that we eat, um, typically our 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 digestive tract system. Does a very good job in protecting us from man, for many of these organisms that we have. And I don't see how a face mask would be very useful. Now, there are in the world currently that there are two groups uh, on either side. One would, would, would go with a face mask for anything, and on the other hand, you have those who do who will not consider a face mask for anything. I mean, neither group. I would like to consider myself, I would like to think of myself as considering the evidence base for the implementation of any new intervention, and if you're talking about the clean and safe preparation of food, uh, as I said earlier, I'm seriously unsure of the evidence base and the cost benefit of such a move.
1: So actually, that gets me thinking about the fact that we've been having a lot of conversations in the last few years about um, lessons we can learn from the pandemic or practices that we should be retaining, right? Because this idea of um, continuing to wear face masks almost seems like an extension of COVID practices. are there hygiene practices that are worth keeping? And in this case, is something like mask wearing perhaps something that we should be considering and retaining rather than, uh, you know, doing away as soon as we can take them off, um, particularly in eateries in this case?
0: So let's put it this way. We are talking about, again, uh, food, right? Handling of food and, and preparation of food. Now, what what is the role? What what? How does a face mask protect us from, from, from diseases, right? And when we talk about diseases, we would think about foodborne diseases. Now, when we talk about foodborne diseases, the transmission is typically oral-fecal. That means you have handled uh, feces, or you have gone to the bathroom, not washed your hand, or the bathroom knob was not was not clean, and your hands are contaminated, right? And after with with having contaminated hands, you go on then and prepare food. So, if we if you look at that kind of transmission, the best way to prevent Uh, foodborne diseases would then be to ensure a higher compliance to hand hygiene. One interesting thing you talk about uh, different practices we had during COVID is I noticed that in many uh, food outlets, you could always get soap, right? Mm. So prior to COVID, I could never find soap in many of these places and it was very difficult to even wash your hands. So during COVID, it became easier to wash hands in, 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 in various food outlets and soap was available one interesting thing that i have noticed is that after we have relaxed is many many outlets have gone back to old practices where there has not been a a, a, a importance place on having good and clean hands so rather than face masks i think we should be considering on the basics uh, a bigger bang for your buck would be hand hygiene compliance of hand hygiene if the the local municipalities want to take uh, take Uh, take a larger role. I think compliance, that means monitoring the people, uh, the workers of food outlets, whether they wash their hands following uh, going to the toilet would be a better move. Now coming back to face masks itself, we must remember that face masks was one recommendation and that, that recommendation had a cost benefit to it when community transmission is very high. When community transmission is not high, face mask is actually not a cost-benefit move. Uh, it's not a cost-benefit intervention. There is a cost to having to wearing face masks. And I'm not talking not only about the direct financial cost of buying a mask. There's also an environmental impact to using a mask. So the idea is that we should use masks uh, appropriately. Um, that, that, that there's also this issue of that each of us can assess our own risk. And some may may prefer to, to, to be more protected and they use masks all the time. But but one question I think we have not asked is how much of the environment are we affecting? We, we have not thought this through down the road. I think I think and, and this made sense in the initial part of the pandemics when the threat of, of, of this virus was great, right? Perceived to be great. Now now we're saying we now now we're taking a stance that we're gonna live with this with this virus through the years, in the coming decades. And then we have this issue of, of the climate and the issue of environment and issue of waste. I think we should pay a larger consideration on the role of face mask use to the climate, for example.
1: Hmm. And how much of this is really um that phrase that came up during the pandemic, right? Hygiene theatre, because in some ways a face mask is visible. You can be seen as doing something versus actually putting in place practices like making sure people are washing hands, making sure there's soap, which can be a little bit more, um, I mean, more important perhaps, but uh, more difficult to actually put in place and enforce.
0: I I totally agree there. Um, that yeah, so it's something tangible, right? We can see it on the face. Mm. we we can get uh, some people would feel uh, better or safer when they're surrounded by people using masks. but but this issue also comes on the effective use of masks that many of us don't effect uh, don't use a mask effectively if you're using it for prolonged for prolonged use. Now, transient of use of masks, let, let's say I'm just using one mask for an hour or two in a high risk situation. that's different. But there is this, 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 this part where even though I'm wearing the mask and you perceive me as being safer, I may not be just because I'm not wearing the mask correctly.
1: Mm. What are potential health risks, especially when it comes to transmissible diseases, that we should be concerned about in FNB outlets?
0: Um, Acute gastroenteritis, uh, uh, upset stomach, Uh Basically, something like typh- uh, that. There are other foodborne diseases like typhoid, like cholera, uh, but we're very common. We also get uh, viral. Uh, that means we we have a tummy upset due to a virus, and it can either result in either uh, vomiting, nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Uh, the the main The main mode of transmission for many of these foodborne is typically oral or, or from the prepar of or in the preparation of the food. So I think ensuring that food is properly properly managed, properly prepared, and also kept in a suitable environment is very important. So sometimes food are prepared in a very sanitary manner, but they are kept too long. So we should also uh, ensure that the food is kept at the recommended temperatures and for the recommended durations. Uh, typically Ministry of Health also uh, will go down on the ground and, and and sometimes local municipalities will go down on the ground and they will do food sampling, for example. Uh, that means you sample food that is available in certain outlets and and then you you look for uh, any whether any of this food had any infective organisms
1: and based on your observations, do most restaurants do enough to guard against these diseases? So
0: this this is interesting because I think number one we have a hand hygiene problem. Mm. Uh, Number two, in addition to hand hygiene, that there is this issue of the gloves that has that has remained. Uh, Typically, when food handlers wear gloves and then they think they are protected, uh, but but then they don't keep those gloves in in a sanitary manner.
1: So just to I think, expand the conversation a little bit. Um, Currently, this issue of wearing masks is back in the headlines because we're seeing a lot of countries having a resurgence of COVID. Um, Also, other transmissible diseases like influenza and being advised to wear masks again. What advice do you have for people? When should they consider wearing a mask? What precautions should we be taking?
0: So I think, number one, you should should consider your own comorbid profile, for example, your own health profile. So if someone who is elderly, let's say 60 or above 70 years old, and they would like to feel more protected moving around in congested areas with poor ventilation, then then they should consider wearing a mask. Whereas for those who are younger, uh, who have been vaccinated, for example, um, I think they should make their own personal assessment of their risk and and then use it uh based, based based on however they assess their risk. Now one important thing about influenza is that in that there is a larger reported number on influenza and there is a resurgence of the numbers of COVID, but if you if you look at the global trends of COVID, the numbers are still not that high, the reported numbers. So there's a perceived, there's a perception that the numbers have increased and I, and i think in some places they have increased but they have increased from very low levels right so if, if we look at reported daily cases i I, do, I don't see any large spikes per se but there is some variation uh, so as, as what we we thought that it would be there will be some waves but the waves are much smaller than 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 previously so with regards to covid specifically Unless there's a change in the circulating strain, uh, I, 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 would, I would go with uh, no, no mandatory requirement for using a mask. However, each individual has the right to assess their own risk and, and to use it if they feel it uh, necessary.
1: Dr Sanjay, thanks for speaking with us today.
0: Thank you,
1: Shamila. That was Dr. Sanjay Rampal, epidemiologist from University of Malaya, weighing in on a new ruling that from the first of January, all FNB uh, handlers, FNB workers in Selangor, um, will have to wear a face mask. So we're asking you. Are you in, so, in support of this new ruling? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 18 789 tweet us at BFM Radio. We have a number of messages coming in already, um, just to go through some of them. So Ben says, agreed, I fully support the announcement. Um, Ben, I'm curious as to why and uh, also whether, you know, if you managed to catch our interview with Dr. Sanjay, whether some of those thoughts um, might have changed your mind a little bit or whether perhaps there are other things that you think um, restaurants uh, should be asked to focus on rather than just face masks. Um, in the meantime, we also have um, Shani who says, during pandemic, all healthcare workers wore full overalls. Why shouldn't the food handlers during their work uh, be wearing masks and a head cover? So Shani, um, you know, head cover, I think, is perhaps a, a little bit more, it is something that we see being worn, right? Like hair nets, for instance, or head coverings, uh, primarily to prevent hair from falling into food and so on. Um but with face masks, again, I think it would be, um, the question of how effective is it actually going to be, and what is it that we are trying to prevent? Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that some of the points that uh, Dr. Sanjay brought up were really interesting. That I, for instance, would definitely like to see more focus being given to hand soap being available in restaurants versus people um, versus workers being made to wear face masks. Uh, v, for instance, says my immediate reaction to the policy was how stuffy it was going to be for the FNB staff. Imagine we can't stand wearing masks under Malaysian weather what more wearing inside a warm kitchen another way is to implement a mouth shield but that definitely adds up to operation costs um, you know V I also thought about the stuffiness um, increasingly as we go back to perhaps not wearing masks in all situations um, I've you know and, and I I watch workers having to stand over a hot stove for instance while wearing a mask and I also think about how, um, which is something our, our guest brought up earlier as well, the idea of wearing a mask doesn't necessarily mean that we are safe, right? Because again, it how well are they wearing them? How often are they changing the masks? Is this actually going to prevent uh, the kind of concerns one might have about eating at food outlets? So. Again, I'm not convinced that it's necessarily um, going to do a lot more uh, than it already has. Um, Azhari says, "No mask, please. This is overkill." So, a variety of thoughts there. Do keep them coming. Uh, we are talking about a new ruling in Slango that from the first of January, all FNB workers will be required to wear face masks. Let us know. Are you for this? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven.